AT&T Threat Track is a roundtable discussion of security trends and news. Full video of this program can be found on YouTube by searching for AT&T Threat Track. So, John, I hear that you have an uh, interesting story regarding uh, voicemail phishing. Yeah, and, um, you know, we talked on the show over the years about various phishing techniques and I know probably within the past couple of years, there's been ones where people will send fishes that have like maybe a fax attachment or something, and they try to coerce you into thinking, oh, wow, I got somebody's fax by mistake. Let me see what's in here. <laughs> well, this is uh, kind of a spin on that that I hadn't seen before and a little bit different. Because what they're doing, uh, this particular attacker, is they're sending phishing emails um, that purport to be an, uh, a voicemail attachment. So there's a lot of systems nowadays um, that companies have where when you receive a, a phone call and you get a voicemail, um, it'll send you a copy of the voicemail okay. uh, in your email or some kind of notification at least about it. And um, so that's kind of what they're trying to mimic here. They're sending the attachment for the voicemail as a .eml file which allows it to be previewed in Microsoft Outlook, which now gives probably some people more of a, oh, this must be legitimate. Outlook is kind of showing me a preview of it. Um, and then if you click on the link in there to, um, uh, to listen to the voicemail that you got, it takes you to a Microsoft looking website, Great. asking <laughs> you to log in, and then it lets you in and it plays a bogus voicemail. So most people will probably be like, well, I, I got this by mistake, big deal, move on, you know, go on with my day, right? right. Um, but in reality, it's very possible that they've now got some, someone's Microsoft credentials uh, for like Outlook or something like that. A lot of people are getting voicemails that are digital, so you don't have to just call your phone. So they see an email with a file, they're like, oh, well, it must be mine, and they, they get tricked very easily because it's something they see every day. I would imagine there's probably lots of businesses um, and their employees might be um, uh, seeing this type of attack, so it's probably a good idea to raise some awareness around this technique being used uh, to let people know that, you know, it's out there. You know, I always forget that feature in Outlook because I always turn it off, that preview file feature. And like, I guess, yeah, I guess it's on by default. I'm not sure. It must I think be. so. It's on for me. I don't so, have it turned yeah, on. Yeah, so. Don't send me any data attachments. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't even think about it. But you, yeah, you, I guess it opens and previews. It must be good. I, that, yeah, I could good. see most, you know, most. <laughs> unsavvy users might think that there's some right. maybe level of scrutiny that Outlook did to this attachment before it was willing to show right, it to me in right. the you know in the email message. Correct. But that's not necessarily true here. So right. Yeah, be aware too that the um, uh, you know that mobile phones, you know, your Apples, your Android, they'll open an email attachment as well. So okay. it, you have the same problem even on mobile. Okay. Oh. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I glanced at the article and it looked, the, the login screen looked, at first I'm like, wait, is it? and I look at the domain, it was not Microsoft, but it's, it looks pretty legit. Yeah, like, yeah, but it's very easy to copy yeah, yeah. a right. website, right. at least the login screen, and make it look very legitimate. Right. And I would think if you have some sort of email filtering gateway that most corporations would, they're probably looking for this sort of thing and filtering it out now, but um, you never know. So right. it depends on the size of your business and, and what sort of uh, security protections you have around your email as right. to whether or not um, 
you know, would automatically filter these types of attacks. So, well, and the attachment itself is legit. It's the page you get to. Right, right. It's a fish, <laughs> yeah. but I would think they would I, know to like. I mean, there's nothing wrong it. with it. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like someone sent to you by accident, or someone actually. Uh, I guess if you're not what the services that this is send us, if you're not a user of that service, maybe they'll get uh, you. And, then, well, and people get concerned too. They see this note, you know, they say, oh. What did I do this? Or oh, I need to check this. Maybe somebody yeah, in right. start clicking away. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's just the like curiosity, like, oh, I got something that wasn't meant for me. I really want to see what this is. So don't let your curiosity get the best of you. To try to see what this mysterious message is. Just it might be someone trying to fish you and get your credentials, and uh, your day's going to get a lot worse. So. So John, you bring us another story about a Google Play app gone rogue, I guess, or it was always rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, probably about a year or so ago, we started talking about the Anubis banking trojan, which became pretty common. Um, it, it tries to steal your credentials, uh, but this new variant uh, that was found in two different uh, apps on the Google Play Store by, uh, I think, Trend Micro. It had a, a neat little twist in that it was sandbox uh, aware. And, and how it did this was it would detect or check to see if there, the, the, the device was in motion. And, and, the, and the thought there was that a sandbox, most of those environments have lim limited resources to the actual device and connectivity there. So if it detected the motion, that means it's not in, in, in one of those quarantines. And uh, so, so it was actually operational. So was it looking at the accelerometer or something to figure out if there was motion? Is that the idea? Interesting. It's interesting that they're trying to find ways to bypass sandboxes by just using features that are in your phone. And actually, is the accelerometer one of those permissions that gets prompted, or is it one of those permissions that it's just part of like like there there are some permissions that just happen like you install it there's no prompt ever but i don't know if the accelerometer is one of those that gets like oh are you sure you want to i never seen it that's why I'm, I'm i'm curious about that i don't know from what i recall uh some of those permissions like accelerometer are buried in other permissions right. so like you give it a permission for you know uh use the phone, you know, or, or whatever, or use, use your location. And that, and that ties to, and I think that's how it is. It, if it ties to the location, it's going to be able to get the accelerometer. Right, right. How were they get? Uh, I think it was a battery app, right? Like how are they getting the people to download it, I guess? Well, it, Anubis is primarily a banking Trojan. So the, the two apps, the two, the two apps uh, here were, was one called Currency Converter, and the okay. other one was was actually a battery saver, so it's not really necessarily a banking one, but uh, it's it, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tricky. And, and and the and the thing that think about that worries me is that a lot of these apps, even though they're off the Google Play Store, there's a lot of third party app stores yeah. that still yeah right. <laughs> you know, um, I was looking at some other rogue Android apps on the Google Play Store sometime mm. last year. It was another case I was working. In. One of the things I noticed that they kind of mentioned in this article as well is that the app had a very good score and it had, you know, they have like these rating scores, one through five stars or whatever. Yeah. And it had a good score, um, but it was only like, you know, 75 to 100 people or something like that. And I noticed that some of these 
rogue app developers, they will, you know, they go in there and they seed it with good reviews. And if you look at the comments, they're really short. It'll be like, great app, works wonderful. You know, like two word <laughs> things on their, on their five star rating. So what I noticed when I did my analysis on a different um, incident was that there was almost an equal number of bad re or good reviews, five stars, as one star reviews, bad ones. And when you look at all the one stars, it'll be like people yeah. saying, those are the real people saying, this is bogus, this is not a real app, didn't right. work as designed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but when you get you know an equal number of five stars, an equal number of one stars, it averages out to like a three star rating or something. You know, depending, it can be even if the bad guy has more five stars in there, it can kind of artificially Shift elevate it up and trick people. <laughs> so be careful. Look at that. If you see lots of five stars and lots of one stars, be very suspicious of an app. I don't know if that's the case with these, but right. I wouldn't be surprised if you discover that when you look at some of these on the Google Play Store about their ratings. Right. We trust the Play Store because they are very good at keeping apps, bad apps out, but sometimes some get through. So just be careful about what apps that you install um, and try to avoid sideloading apps from other third-party stores as much as possible. I would never do that. Hey, Jonathan, I hear you have a story about uh, another WordPress vulnerability, maybe a zero-day one? Yes, it's a, actually a very interesting one. There is this plugin called uh, Total Donations that was found to have a lot of access control issues. So uh, it has some AJAX calls that allow you to do a lot of bad things. One of them being allow you to change WordPress properties, which oh. can lead to becoming an administrator of the account. The WordPress team that designs WordPress, they're pretty good, but anybody can write plugins for WordPress that kind of extend the functionality of WordPress. And uh, it looks like that's the case here. The hardest thing about this was that they, they haven't been able to contact the developer, so they, you know, they're, everybody's kind of saying, you gotta remove it. There is no other alternative here because the developer hasn't reached back, at least at this point, and said, yeah, we'll fix it, we'll patch it. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you, can, you can't just disable it either because the AJAX calls can still be done even if the actual... Oh, so even if the plugin is disabled... got to remove it. ...but installed, yes. it could still be exploited. Yes. So yeah. you need to remove the plugin right, altogether, right. not so, just disable it. Uh, and they're also, I was trying to figure out like how many people have it installed, um, and it's, there's not real good numbers because there were multiple sources where you can get it from. So I would say, obviously, they were getting, it was being exploited. Um, now, the, ad, the, the, you know, the access, the privilege escalation is one thing, but you could do other things, even if you didn't notice that specific uh, way in. Uh, you can make calls to their, like, the, there was, I guess there was a way to link to, like, uh, con constant contact or, like, mailing, okay. um, so that you can do mailing to your, I guess, your donation users or whatever, and, like, you can exploit that to, like, you know, mass mail them, so now you can end uh, up, you can potentially okay. end up in, like, a spam blacklist by not even knowing. Right, by a leap, right. <laughs> Somebody, like, right, right. that aspect of it, right. So, so yeah, it's it's bad. So the, the, the only thing that you can do right now, unless they patch it, is remove it completely. If you have this particular plugin installed, you, you definitely want to remove it. 
because uh, even disabling it alone does not remove the vulnerability. Uh, you know, a lot of people are also running old versions. Right, uh, yeah, right. that's the big problem. <laughs> a lot of people installed WordPress uh, yeah. <laughs> five years ago on their that's personal it. web server that they might have somewhere, right. and they've never updated it. Now, one thing, well, oh, go ahead. Back to the plugin question, you're saying that this, these guys have abandoned this code, and right. it seems to be that's, you know, you installed it five years ago, it works. You never touch it again, even to upgrade WordPress. Why are you going to even look at your 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 plugins? You know, and, and how many of those are dead? Right, 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 right. And and you know, like it might be another abandoned. Like they the WordPress people themselves might have abandoned their site. It's probably just somewhere being hosted, right? And and if they had this plugin in there, that's you know. There you go. Right. <laughs> so now you can end up with you know people creating botnets or, or not botnets, but you know like now adding systems to whatever attacks a crypto mining, right? So you can do stuff like that. Right. Um, and, and you can create a botnet. I, yeah, I guess. So there, there, and I will say there have been <laughs> some very uh, crafty botnet operators who specifically target uh, web hosting things that are like this, content management systems, yeah. because when they get them, yep. that device usually has lots of bandwidth. Yes. So we have seen some attackers try to use that as a technique, uh, because you don't need as many devices, as you, compromised devices, as you would right. in a traditional kind of space. So uh, Yeah, I think, and so that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that they have full access to this machine, it's the, the, the what they can do is, you know, right. unlimited. Whatever they can do, they will probably try to do, right? right. And at this point, they, you know, because we don't know how many are there, and because obviously teams that are doing security research are already finding this stuff in the wild, it's just a matter of if you have this plugin, change it immediately, remove it from your application, and uh, upgrade WordPress and PHP if you can. Right. WordPress is not something you just can let use and forget. You have to just constantly be making sure that you're protecting it. The views expressed on AT&T ThreatTrack are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views of AT&T or any other person or entity.